0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Maylari. So in this episode, I'm going to give you a breakdown of what happened in Game 1 of the series between the Atlanta Braves and the Boston Red Sox. And then I'll talk about the Shohei Ohtani and Angel situation and whether or not I think he's going to be traded. Obviously, I recorded an episode now five days ago about the whole situation with Shohei Ohtani and whether or not I thought he'd be traded. I had a yellow light Otani, I thought the Angels would monitor the situation, how they performed over the next week or so, and they've been playing good baseball, so I don't really think he's going to be dealt at the end of the day, but I'm going to give you guys my thoughts in just a minute. So let's talk about the Red Sox and what happened in Game 1 last night. The Sox won that game 7-1. to I came home yesterday during the day. I had a dentist appointment and came home and actually told my dad. Earlier in the day, yesterday, I thought the Red Sox would win both games in this series against the Braves. And even though it's a hot take, probably to most people, considering how good the Braves are, the Braves are on a cold streak right now. They've been cold and have been losing games as of late. And that's why I thought this Red Sox team could take advantage of them, a team that's been really good overall all season, but have been struggling as of late. The Braves have lost six of their last 10 games. They're a vulnerable team right now on a cold stretch. And that's why I think the Red Sox could beat them. If you look at the Sox right now, they are... 6-4 Six and four in their last ten games, and a 54 and 47 on the year, fourteen and six over the last twenty, and eighteen and twelve over the last thirty. The Braves, last ten games, four and six in their last. 10 games in a 12-8 and eight in the last 20. The Red Sox better in both of those stretches than the Braves have been over the last 10 and 20 games. I think the Braves are a vulnerable team right now. Obviously, they have the best roster in the game of baseball and still are World Series favorite, but this is a good time for the Red Sox to play them. The Red Sox are playing very good baseball and the Braves are struggling. This is a good time for the Red Sox to match up with them. I just had a hunch for some reason that I thought the Sox would win both games this series. We'll obviously see what happens in tonight's game, but I knew they would win game one, and I have a feeling they're going to win game two as well. I had the Sox Winning both games this series. So now let me break down what happened in game one last night. The Sox won that game seven to one. Every Red Sox batter had a hit last night. Masataki Ishida was three for four in the game with a two-run home run. Justin Turner was one for three with two runs scored and two walks. Jaron Duran was one for four in the game with an RBI, a run scored in two stolen bases. Now up to 21 stolen bases on the season. The Sox actually had six two-out RBIs in the game. So six of their seven runs came with two outs in last night's game, which is very impressive. John Schreiber got the start for the Red Sox his first time on the mound since May. Great to see him back on the mound. Now will be a key reliever for the Sox. He went one inning, giving up two hits, one earned run, and a walk. It's still good to see him back on the mound, though. Nick Pavetta was phenomenal in relief yet again last night, going five innings on the mound, giving up three hits, no runs, five strikeouts, and one walk. He's been sensational out of the bullpen for the Red Sox since making that transition just a month and a half ago now. The Braves... Had Charlie Morton start on the mound, and he was hit around by the Red Sox last night, giving up four earned runs, six hits allowed, and three and two-thirds innings pitched with five walks and a strikeout. He is now 10-8 and eight on the with a 3-5-7 ERA. Ozzy Albies and Ronald Acuna Jr. were 0-8 in the game combined with a walk, a run scored, and three strikeouts. The Braves are on a cold stretch, as I said, losing six of their last 10 games. They lost two of three to Chicago, being the White Sox. Two of three to the Arizona Diamondbacks, and then just took two of three most recently, though, against the Milwaukee Brewers. The Red Sox on the season are two and one now against the Braves. I think they win again tonight. I told my dad, as I said yesterday during the day, I thought the Red Sox would sweep the Braves in the series and surprise people. Tonight, they got Brian Bayo on the mound. Coming off a bad start against the A's. It's a night game, though, so hopefully it does change his luck. He's seven and six on the year with a 3.6 ERA and a 1.22 whip. As for who's on the mound for the Braves, it's Spencer Strider, one of the best pitchers in the game of baseball this year. 11-3 record with a 3.78 ERA and a 1.09 whip. Strider has gotten hit, though, a little bit in his last two starts. He's given up 12 hits and 9 runs in his last 12 innings in his last two starts against the Chicago White Sox and Arizona Diamondbacks. He does have 23 strikeouts, though, in those two starts. Big strikeout pitcher. He has 189 Ks on the year and 116 two-thirds innings pitched. As for the Red Sox, who's heating up as of late, Yu Chang has been great at the dish. Four for 12 in his last four games with a 333 batting average, a home run, five runs batting in, a double and two stone bases. He's raised his batting average to 177 on the year. He's been very good defensively, and that's part of the reason he's been in the lineup every single day, especially when he got healthy. He got in the lineup right away over Kike Hernandez because he was a better defensive player than Kike is. And now he's getting better at the plate. He does have to stay hot though if he wants to stay in the lineup and even have a spot on the bench. The Sox gonna to have to make a decision at some point very soon between Christian Arroyo and Yu Chang when Trevor Story is ultimately back. Hopefully, Chang does stay hot, though. It's good to see him doing big things. Masataki Yashida now is the best batting average in the American League at 320 with 12 home runs, 53 runs batted in, and an 887 OPS. What an off-season acquisition there by Hayan Bloom. Tristan Costas now has 12 home runs on the season with a 247 batting average and 814 OPS. He has a hit in 11 of his last 12 games with a 421 batting average over those 12 games with a 921 slugging percentage, a 1432 OPS, five home runs, 10 runs batted in, and nine strikeouts to seven walks. those 12 contests since may 3rd he's played in 62 games making 53 starts and he's hitting 294 over those 62 games with a 532 slugging percentage a 913 ops 11 home runs 29 runs batted in he has gotten better and better all year long from march to april to may to june to july he's gotten better every step of the way and hopefully it stays that way going into august and what I just mentioned in my episode when I recorded on Friday was that I thought the Angels and the Red Sox should both be buyers at the trade deadline. And my point holds true. The Angels should be a buyer at the trade deadline and the Red Sox should be a buyer at the trade deadline. The Red Sox been playing great baseball as of late. They should be buying at the trade deadline. This team is capable of winning at least one playoff series against whoever they're going to face in the first round. The Sox, let's say, end up in the last wild spot. They'd be facing the winner of the AL Central, which would be either the Cleveland Guardians or the Minnesota Twins. I would take the Red Sox against either one of those teams in a playoff series. And who knows? You make the playoffs, you get hot, you can make a run. This team is capable of winning at least a round and maybe even two rounds in the American League. We'll see what happens with the Sox. They should definitely buy as though, at the deadline on Monday. Then the Angels... They're becoming less and less likely to sell Shohei Otani. They have 6-1 and one in the last seven games. They swept the Yankees, took 2-3 against the Pittsburgh Pirates, and then beat Detroit last night in extra innings. Griffin Canning was great on the mound last night against Detroit. Five innings, giving up seven hits, two earned runs, and also had eight strikeouts, no walks. With 93 pitches, he's been very good for the Angels over the last few starts. And then Luis Ronjifo had a big game. He had a triple in the top of the ninth inning to extend the Angels' lead to 5-2. To then Taylor Ward had an RBI single to score him from third base to make it a 6-2 ball game going into the bottom of the ninth. Carlos Estevez, though, had a bad game, a real bad game for him. The All-Star close gave him four runs in the bottom of the ninth inning. Four earned runs with three strikeouts, four hits allowed, and a walk. The Angels, though, caught a break in the top of the tenth inning where Mickey Moniak hit a big RBI double to make it a seven to six ball game that ends up being the final score of the game. The Angels win that game seven to six. Moni X Doubleo did make up for a few poor defensive plays he had in center field, but he's been great for them all season. He was two for five in the game with an RBI and a double. Mike Moustakas was two for five in the game with a double. A run scored and two runs batted in. Aaron Loop came in in the bottom of the 10th inning, closed the door, got the save, getting two strikeouts in the bottom of the 10th, giving up no hits as well. He was fantastic in relief. Luis Ranjifo has three multi-hit games in a row. and In the month of July, in 16 games played, he's made 13 starts, and is hitting 313 in those 16 contests with a 688 slugging percentage, a 1076 OPS, Five home runs and nine runs batted in. Also triple as well. He's looked great for the Angels at the plate as of late. They need him to heat up and get back to his ways of what he was doing last season. He looks like he's getting back on track to doing that yet again. Moniak has the longest hitting streak in the MLB right now. 15 games in a row with a hit. Over that 15-game stretch, he has a .381 batting average with six extra base hits, a 14 RBI total with a .981 OPS, Overall in the season, a 333 batting average with a .615 slugging percentage in a 978 OPS. What a pickup at the deadline last year by the Angels front office. He was really a diamond in the rough. Was a first overall pick for Philadelphia Phillies. Didn't live up to his expectations there in Philly. Gets a new start in Anaheim with the Angels and has really grown into a different player and developed a ton of over the last year or so, and it's great to see him doing what he's doing. I know a lot of people considered him a bust as a first-round pick, but he looks like a completely different player now with the Angels than he did with the Phillies, and I'm happy I stayed with him every step of the way. I was a fan of him when he was in the Phillies farm system, even when he made it up in the major leagues. He was a top prospect in the game of baseball, and even though he didn't really do too much with the Phillies, he looks great with the Angels. The Angels game today with the Detroit Tigers will be postponed until tomorrow, and it'll be a doubleheader tomorrow on the getaway day, and the Angels will be pitching Shohei Otani on Friday. I know a lot of people are talking about the Angels maybe potentially selling Shohei Otani. I think they're becoming less and less likely by the day to sell Shohei. They're 6-1 in the last seven games, and right now, the way things stand... They have a 52-49 record on the season, three games over five hundred, and are around three or four games back of the last wild-cut spot in the AL. So they're still in the mix of things. I don't think they trade Shohei Otani. I think it's less and less likely by the day more and more wins keep coming in before the trade deadline. They're less and less likely by the second to trade Shohei. And I think the way things look right now for the Angels and the Red Sox, I think they should both be biased at the deadline for two different reasons. The Red Sox have Trevor Story, Tanner Hou, Garrett Whitlock, and Chris Sale coming back. That's a lot of talent coming back to that team within the next month or so. Then if you add a couple pieces of the deadline, that would obviously be huge. The Red Sox are still in the mix of things right now for an A.R. Wilds spot, which, is, which I think they will end up getting. I think this Red Sox team gets around 86, 87, 88 wins and gets themselves in the playoffs. As for the Angels, though, it's a different reason I think they should be biased. For the Red Sox, I think this team is capable of winning a series or two. For the Angels, two different reasons I wouldn't trade Shohei. If you trade Shohei Otani, the chances of you re-signing him is 0%. If you trade him, you're not getting him back in free agency. Right now, the chance is a minimal, anyways. It's probably five to ten percent chance Adi Moreno can get him back in an Angels uniform on a long term extension, even if it's at six hundred fifty million dollars. I think Otani probably will want out, anyways. But the reality of the situation is, you trade him, you're not getting him back. The other reason they shouldn't trade him: they're winning games right now. They're still competitive. Are only three or four games back of the last wild spot in the AL. Why not try to make a run? Just hope Brandon Drury and Mike Trout come back soon, like they should. Get Otani and Trout in the same lineup. In September, playing meaningful games and try to get them in a postseason push. Why not try and buy the deadline? It only makes sense for the Angels here to try to buy the deadline. Yes, you could get back a ton of prospects in return for Shohei, but at the end of the day, the reality situation is this if you're ever going to be able to keep them, you have to try to make a postseason run and try to keep them happy with the Angels. If you trade them, you're not getting them back in free agency. Try to make a run try to make things work for Trout and Otani. They deserve nothing more than to win and have a postseason push and try to play in October. These two guys are the best talent in the game of baseball. you got the modern-day Babe Ruth and one of the best hitters that the game of baseball has ever seen in Mike Trout, the best player in the game of baseball since the day he stepped foot on dirt in the major leagues. Both of these guys deserve to play in the playoffs, and I'm happy to see the Angels turning things around as of late, 7-3 in the last 10 games, 52-49 in the season overall. And even though they do have a tough schedule coming up after the all-star break, you really can't trade Shohei you are only three or four games out of the wild card. You can't. It just sends a wrong message there to the entire fan base. If you know he's not going to come back and you're 12 games out of the last wildcard spot or eight games back out of the last wildcard spot right now, trading him would make sense. But when you're three or four games out, still three games over 500, and are playing good baseball right now, seven of I the mean, last 10 games you've won, it only makes sense to keep Shohei. They're winning right now without Mike Trout. They're winning right now without Brandon Drury. They're winning right now without Anthony Rendon, who you really can't rely on. But the reality of the situation is the Angels should be biased to the deadline. Try to make a postseason push, and the same thing should go for the Red Sox. Go and try to make things happen in the postseason. Why not? The Red Sox have a good enough roster, I think, to win a series or two in the postseason. And then for the Angels, they're winning games right now. They're winning games right now, and only really three or four games back in the last wild spot. Why would you trade Otani at that point? You're still in the mix of things. So we'll see what happens there. I did make my case on Friday that I thought the Angels should keep Shohei Otani and see how things go over the next week or so. And they're winning games right now. I think it would be a good idea for them to hold on to Shohei and make a postseason push. We'll see what happens by the deadline on Monday. I'll probably record another episode tomorrow after the Red Sox-Braves game. So I'll get you guys a recap of that game as well. But anyways, thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it and hope you guys have a good one. Thank you.